This is W T M. Watch this movie. What? <laughs> How you doing? Oh, good for you. Oh, wait. Are you drinking up? First, you gotta do the trouble shuffle. Obviously, you're not a golfer. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. W G M. Watch this movie. Welcome back to a brand new episode of WTM Watch This Movie. I am Eric Mulder. My safe word is keep going. Joining me per usual is Mr. Positivity, a.k.a. Wolfie T. I can't talk too long. I got to poo. What's up? Oh, you know, just trying to get in the holiday spirit. What about you? Uh, Kind of. Did I tell you about... (laughs) Did I tell you about, uh, you know, I, I've ordered some DVDs or some Blu-rays rather for uh, Black Friday deals. And, you know, I had a couple. And I, this I ordered your from, TCM saga? Yeah, my TCM saga. Did I tell you about my TCM saga? Well, you, you talked about it in the last episode, but uh, I feel like there's been some updates I've seen um, <laughs> tidbits of on Twitter. Yeah. So TCM has a sale on Black Friday. With a promo code for 10% off and free shipping. So I order four Blu-rays. The promo code is for like 12 bucks, which is pretty good. And uh, it's just, I never get a email saying it's been shipped. So I, after a week, I, I just sent an email. I figured, oh, maybe they're, they're overwhelmed with orders. Maybe they're, you know, backed up. Maybe they're low staffed. Uh, just saying, hey, when when is my order going to ship? And Robert response, Osborne needed a couple days off. <laughs> is he dead? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and then I get a response back. Oh yeah, this uh, we we didn't process the payment on this. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, why didn't you process the payment on it? <laughs> like, uh, you know, it was on my card as a pending charge for a week. Like. I don't understand what is going on. And they're like, oh yeah, we we didn't process it. Just order uh shorter it again. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, now that the promo code isn't uh <laughs> isn't valid anymore. Like you want me to order it again at full price? I see how it goes. So I I responded very uh they sent a very uh Karen-esque email. Asked them <laughs> to escalate it to their manager because I <laughs> I felt like I was being scammed, <laughs> but uh, I think I'm close to a resolution. Like they, they came back and they said like they they would refund me the difference if I do a new order. Uh, but they didn't show that I used the promo code. So like I I sent them the confirmation email. I actually sent them the actual email with the confirmation that showed the promo code and everything. And I'm like. Just to be sure, this didn't go through. There's, there's no way you could just process it. I need to do a new order and then let you know so you can refund me. And then they go, just make sure there's no payment ID number on there. I'm like, what the fuck is a payment ID number? <laughs> like, I, thought, I thought I was close to it. So now I'm, I'm waiting for them to tell me what a payment ID number is so I can verify that it's not on there before I do the new order pc load letter what the fuck does that mean 
like, I, I don't know what that is, and I don't even know where to look for it. So like, you're gonna have to give me more information. But uh, I, well, you I called think, him out on Twitter. I saw that. Yeah, they didn't respond on Twitter. Usually, <laughs> companies are like, "Hey, don't say mean things about us on Twitter," like especially when you tag them in it. Oh, we're so sorry you had a negative experience. <laughs> what can we do to fix it? But really, like, like the first email I got back is like, "Can you call us to tell us to process it?" I'm like, why can't you just process it? <laughs> like, <what the> <laughs> like me emailing you to ask when it's going to ship is me telling you I want the order and I want you to process it. It's my money and I want it now. <laughs> I felt like Jim Cornette at a Dairy Queen drive through What do you mean he didn't know if we wanted it? Uh, everyone who isn't privy to our, uh, fantasy league, uh, I was so surprised that they had that gif that I sent the other day. <laughs> Cause I basically, I won my, our, our, I guess my division in the, in our fantasy league. And I sent that gif of the JG Wentworth commercial where everyone's yelling out their windows. It's my money and I need it now. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't even looking at that shit because you you were playing me that week. I'm like, <laughs> no. And my team just took a huge dump. <laughs> God. Was I playing you last week? Or was it? No, I was playing Theo. It was uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, but no, the JG Wentworth one was just last weekend. Uh, I don't remember. I, when you When you post on there, I don't look at it anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I was surprised. I thought that was like a regional commercial. No, they're was, national. Like, <laughs> I guess it was just like a, 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 the general level, like production quality national TV ad. I've uh, I've seen many a national comedy series lampoon the J.G. Wentworth commercials. <laughs> it's based on the, the movie Network, isn't it? I don't, I don't remember a network what they're yelling now. It's I, I know there's this, you know, because the, the movie network, they one of the, the news anchors goes off his rocker. Yeah. So like they make him the star of the network because they're switching from like jur- journalism based uh, uh, standards for the news uh, department to ratings based. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> like he's just like, I'm pissed off. And uh, I, I'm not going to take it anymore. Yeah, it's something like yeah. that. Yeah, goes off. But it's, I'm pretty sure the JG Wentworth commercials are her play. I'm on mad that. as hell. Yeah, I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore, or something like that. Yeah, it's been a minute since I've seen that movie. Yeah, me too. So yeah, I don't know where I was going with that, but yeah, I was very happy that. They had the JG Wentworth gif. <laughs> also, back to the TCM thing, real quick. I was really surprised how nonchalantly they treated that whole situation. Because I'm <laughs> like, like I, I'm so confused why this happened. And the last email they sent was like, "Oh yeah, we just didn't process a bunch of orders that day. It was weird. <laughs> like you, you didn't find anything strange about that. <laughs> like this is just normal. Like." People submit orders online and you just don't process them. Hey, you could have been uh, on your honeymoon in Miami and rented a car online 
and got a confirmation email and said, come on here at this time and you'll get your vehicle. And I go down there and they go, well, we don't have a car for you here. Okay. Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> I go, why, why not? <laughs> oh yeah. We do. We just, uh, we don't have any cars. I go, I have a, I have a reservation. And they go, yeah, there's a glitch in the website. That's allowing reservations to go out when we don't have cars. <laughs> That's why you have the reservation. <laughs> you know how to take the reservation, but you don't know how to hold the reservation. <laughs> $50 in Ubers later and no car. Oh <laughs> well, so I wonder if TCM saw that I ordered the movie Boss, which is the current title uh, starring Boss Fred and Williamson. Yeah. I wonder if they saw I ordered that and they're like, nah, he's not allowed to watch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said your last name. I was gonna I was gonna say your name and go, but very white sounding name. <laughs> <laughs> well, not necessarily. Uh, not necessarily, no. <laughs> but Brett in front of it, yeah, that's a giveaway. <laughs> Brett, Brett is a pretty white name. <laughs> Check out the big brain on Brett. You're a smart motherfucker. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, tis the season to be merry. So we're kicking off the holiday season with the Santa Claus. Yeah. Claus with an E. Yeah. You know, like a contract, the last line in a contract. A clause. Hey, yeah. You, <laughs> you made a comment last episode about how it basically caused a generation of of youth to misspell clause. Yeah. And I thought about, it, I was like, yeah, I probably thought that's how you spelled Santa Claus for a good 10 years of my life. I'm, I'm guessing I mean, this movie probably as, as a child, it goes right over your head. Like you don't pay attention to that part. Like you don't, you don't draw the connection that it's yeah. a play on words. But when you're a child, you do remember how things are spelled because I'm old enough to remember how the Berenstein bears name is really spelled. None yeah, of this revisionist a, history bullshit with an A. <laughs> Baron Stain. What? I didn't even read those books. Like you they didn't? were like in the classroom, but I, I didn't read them. But like I knew, I knew how they're spelled. The damn Mandela effect, right? Speaking <laughs> speaking of which, I was talking on the Facebook page with the MMC brethren about Tango and Cash. Now it was, I'd always remember to being R rated and John was remembering that it was PG 13, but, uh, so that led to like a Mandela effect type conversation. Yeah. I didn't see that movie till like two years ago. So, but I thought it was rated R. Yeah, it is rated R, but they thought it was PG 13. Anyways, it's not very good. Yeah. I was just going to say, what did you think of that? Cause I remember <laughs> we were, I was thinking about, oh, we should do an episode on take one cash. Cause I had like just found it used on Blu-ray somewhere and I picked it up. I was like, I haven't seen this in 20 years. This will be a fun trip down memory lane. <laughs> and then it like, wasn't even like, it's not fun. Like it's not so bad. It's good either. It's just bad. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, I don't know. It's just not good. Like it's not funny. And like the story doesn't make a lot of sense. Like it feels like it's just like disjointed and, Mm-hmm. like doesn't fit together very well and then they do the stallone as the nerdy guy and like mm-hmm. oh, like he's he says rambo's a pussy <laughs> he's like 
you're not you're not as good as this at this like going against type as say like Arnold is. Mm-hmm. Although he was great in Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> the movie is hilarious. You like that Mill Creek Blu-ray you got? Is it Mill Creek? I don't know. Oh, it must be. Yeah, it's got the VHS packaging. Yeah. Yeah, I'll see it at Menards. I go into Menards sometimes just to look at movies because they have uh, like a deal with Mill Creek. So I see all the cheap Blu-rays that they have. <laughs> They're all, they all have the VHS <laughs> packaging, you know, which yeah. I kind of like. It's kind of cool. But uh, they need to get their hands on short time. <laughs> yeah. Get that so, sucker on Blu-ray in America. <laughs> last few times I've been in there, they've had Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. It's like six bucks. <laughs> I know I, it's super cheap. <laughs> and I still I never pull the trigger. I go, oh, if I need really need to see this again, Brett, I'm sure will borrow it to me. You know who does pull the trigger? <laughs> yeah. His mom. <laughs> uh. Anyways, the Santa Claus. Yes. Talk about this Christmas movie. I, I'm pretty sure I saw it in the theater. I was thinking that I might, we might have had this on VHS, maybe, because I kind of remember watching it a few times, like at home, like, you know, through the years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't remember if I saw it in the theaters or not. I think so, but I'm not sure. I remember, I saw Home Alone 2 in the theaters. And I remember watching this as a kid, of course, you know, several times, although I had not seen this in 25 years. I forgot that it. I forgot that it came out in '94. I thought this was like a '97 film. Yeah, it seems early, like even before Jingle All the Way. Yeah, two years before it. And I forgot that Home Improvement started in '91. I thought that started in '94 or so. I know a lot of those '90s shows started way earlier than you thought. So this Tim Allen years. wave started much earlier than I thought. Yeah, he was he was on like season three or four of uh, Home Improvement by that point. Yeah, so at the same year, Toy Story came out too. Toy Story was uh, that was ninety five, I believe. But I mean, Tim Allen was on top of his game, just mm-hmm. raking in money. Because Jim Carrey was on top of the world in ninety four, because he had Ace Ventura, The Mask, and uh, Dumb and Dumber all come out in the same year. Mm-hmm. And you know, he had just left. Uh, in living color but uh i'd say pretty close was tim allen hit sitcom tim allen had the family demographic yeah uh jim carrey was more of a slightly mature audience i guess Mm -hmm. um i mean kids with uh especially the mask yeah and then he did batman forever in 95 so jim Jim carrey's were all pg-13 tim allen was solidly in that pg Mm -hmm. rating and then with Toy Story 95, Toy Story 2, 97. And the, let's see, when did the Santa Claus 2 come out? Which one's called the Escape Clause? <laughs> That's the third one. <laughs> okay. Santa Claus 2 was... Um... 2002? Oof. That's why oh, I thought why. the first one came out so late. The second one was eight years later. <laughs> so that I was don't... after, I guess, kind of he was on the downslopes of his career. It must have been right after he did. Um, God, what's that sci-fi parody that he did? Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Quest. Because I remember uh, I never saw Galaxy Quest growing up. 
you know, I'd saw it in college or something like that. And I really liked it. And I hear people talk about it, you know, it's, you know, great, great movie, but I think that was kind of right when he was on the downslope, it was a couple years after toy story two, uh, his show had kind of wrapped up and his career was kind of, I guess, waning a little bit. So I, I feel yeah. like not a lot of people saw galaxy quest. Yeah. I saw it in the theater and I yeah. liked it as, as a kid. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't go back to it a bunch of times, but like I, I enjoyed it in the theater. But it's like it's one of those things where like now everybody raves about it. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I enjoyed it, but it's not like great. <laughs> like, it's not like the best sci-fi movie ever. Like people people overrate it now. Yeah. Well, I don't really rate it in terms of it being a sci-fi movie. I just really like it. it it might be one of those things where it's like i you know i can't believe i didn't see this movie you know 20 years ago that type right. of thing yeah but uh yeah that's probably why he did the santa claus 2 in 2002 i think his career needed a little jump start so he's like hey let's go back to the well yeah because he did who is cletus tout which i've never even heard of and then joe somebody in 2001 and big trouble also in 2002 and then the Santa Claus too. And then it's kind of, you know, the Christmas with the cranks, the shaggy dog. He was, uh, he had a part in cars zoom in 2006. And then the Santa Claus three, the escape clause in 2006. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he kept going back to that, like that family type of stuff. Yeah, Juggle the Jungle was in 97. I remember that. That was kind of a hit. I remember yeah. kids watching that. Yeah, I remember that being pretty popular. But uh, yeah, let's get into the details. It was directed by John Pasquin, starring Tim Allen as Scott Calvin, Judge Reinhold as Neil, Wendy Crewson as Laura, Eric Lloyd as Charlie, the young son of Scott Calvin. David Krumholtz as Bernard. Have you seen David Krumholtz's IFC show from a few years back? Gigi does it. No. Well, I think I've seen clips. Oh, it's so funny. It, it was on Amazon Prime a few months ago, and I watched it. It's like six or eight episodes. And he plays an elderly, an elderly woman who who's... <laughs> whose husband died and uh he secretly had like an estate of of, like millions of dollars (laughs) and uh, so she inherits all his money and she decides she's gonna go live her life so she hires an an assistant and then she goes on all these different uh activities and and such and it's it's fucking hilarious it's one of the funniest things i've ever seen he's a he's a funny dude it's always uh Nice surprise when he pops up, and I forgot that he was in this. But once I saw him, I'm like, "Oh yeah, he's in all three, I believe." What's well, funny too is last year, for some reason, he showed up on WWE Raw dressed like Drew McIntyre. Like I don't know why. Uh, I, I don't even remember what the the circumstances were. And you know, he's kind of chubby now, and like he had his ass crack hanging out. And uh, what was funny was Mick Foley made a crack. Or he made a crack. He made a joke on Twitter about like, 
I just found out that that was Bernard from the Santa Claus, and I'm sad <laughs> at how fat he is now. <laughs> <laughs> and like McFoley, he's a fat guy himself. Like, yeah. and he's a, and he's a Santa Claus like fanatic. Like they they made a whole documentary about him like becoming Santa Claus, and like he ended up like deleting the tweet and apologizing because like people are like, <laughs> dude, he's got a health condition. Like he had cancer, and that's why he's fat. <laughs> <laughs> It makes like I should never made fun of his weight. <laughs> it's like what happened to Bernard? Um, <laughs> yeah, I really liked him in the uh, the Deuce. Remember him in the Deuce? He was uh, oh, one of the yeah. porn directors or the main one that kind of uh, collaborates with uh, Molly Gyllenhaal's character, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know if I, because I, I didn't, uh, I only watched the first season of The Deuce. I never got around to watching the other seasons. Yeah, they're pretty good. I can't remember if he was in the first season. I guess he was. I'd have to go back and watch it again. But that was a good show. I, sh- I should finish that. Yeah, he adds a nice uh, Semitic flavor to this Christian film. <laughs> Him and Larry Brandenburg as Detective Nunzio. I was gonna say, did you hear, are you hearing the car alarms going off? I did hear one little beep, but something in the garage is happening, I guess. Anyways, yeah, Bernard, like he's the hard nosed Jewish <laughs> foreman. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it seems out of place, but not because he's kind oh, of. Oh, I mean, slave. when you're a kid, you don't know. He's kind of a slave driver. <laughs> <laughs> he's really hard on the elves. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Mary Gross is Miss Daniels. Peter Boyle is Mr. Whittle. He skipped over Paige Demata as Elf Judy. She's got a pretty prominent role. Okay. Yep. Judith Scott is Susan. Jane Eastwood is the waitress at Denny's. I think that'll do it. Synopsis. When a man inadvertently makes Santa fall off of his roof on Christmas Eve, he finds himself magically recruited to take his place. All right. So this movie opens at a Christmas party, right? A work Christmas party? At an office Christmas party, yes. Mm-hmm. And you know things are going to go well. It's like a toy company, right? And they've, they've set the, the record for sales, and it's all because of Scott Calvin and some woman that i don't remember her name <laughs> a woman of color who says like five words and then tim allen just like grabs the mic and just <laughs> takes the microphone talks her. over her <laughs> and you know you know when the first thing he says is that uh they're all about families and bringing families together but he's full of shit because it's a mid-90s family uh, family comedy movie and and you know he's gonna go home and be a terrible single father mm-hmm. deadbeat dad focused on his work whether it's selling toys or selling mattresses dads in the <laughs> 90s were very work focused or even if you're like a a lawyer you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> not a christmas movie but not a christmas obviously movie, but... an example of someone who's too focused on his job you know, at first I was thinking, man, the single father is an underrepresented, underrepresented group in movies. Uh, and then I was just like naming off all these like single father movies, like Liar Liar, and 
<laughs> Isn't Jungle to Jungle single father? I think so. <laughs> just like there was a, just a bunch of them in the nineties. Mrs. Doubtfire probably yep, kicked it off. Another one. Yeah. Full House. Full his House dads was a were, TV show. His dads were just too wacky for the moms. Couldn't <laughs> handle it anymore. Either that or the moms just dropped dead. You know, one or the other. I suppose. Which one was that? Oh, I was thinking like Full House. Like okay. There's, yeah. there's, a, there's some TV shows that are like that too. Mm-hmm. Well, this isn't TV drone, okay? No. <laughs> Let's not watch this TV. <laughs> Shout out to Steve and Mark. <laughs> they were mad about your food comments. Oh boy. I'll have to is that on up. the latest episode? Uh I think it was a couple weeks ago. Because they were responding to, to the episode where we talked about it that so it would have been a couple weeks. Okay, because I'm a little behind. I was listening to their Halloween kills one the other night, which was very good, by the way, Steve and Mark. And Mr. Ryan L. Terry. Bravo. Unlike the movie itself. Mm-hmm. Indeed. <laughs> the review was entertaining. But uh, yeah, I thought it was funny. You know, uh, Tim Allen's like, you know, we'd love to be with our families, but obviously we're not. And that's why Johnson's secretary is sitting on his lap. And then they're, they're just like, yeah, it's great. Yeah, my <laughs> yeah. secretary is sitting on my lap. <laughs> hey, everyone, I'm cheating on my wife. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> Tim Allen has some good one-liners, especially in like the first half hour, and then they kind of trail off, especially as it gets more serious yeah. towards the end. But um, yeah, I really like that one. And uh, what's the other one I'm thinking of? <laughs> when... Uh, I think it's when she, the mom drops Charlie off at Tim Allen's house and she's talking to him, talking about plans for Christmas. It's like, oh, I think we're going to uh, Neil's family's house for Christmas. He goes, Christmas at the pound. <laughs> <laughs> He's got uh, so many, like Neil wears these like Cosby sweaters throughout the whole movie. <laughs> And he's got so many jokes about his uh, about his sweaters being like just awful and just gross. Yeah, <laughs> just like too loud. <laughs> yeah, this uh, movie's very much like Home Improvement. The show, a lot of one-liners, and they even brought in a couple of, I guess, tropes from the show. When he he does the ho ho ho, but he does it in the uh, voice. Right. Yeah. Ho ho ho. <laughs> I was surprised at how well the comedy uh, held up. Like I was expecting, like you know, you like it as a kid, uh, and you wonder, like, as an adult, are you still gonna laugh at that stuff? And, yeah. Oh, I I thought it was great. This movie held up like way better. Maybe not way better than I thought, but like it's it 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 holds up really well. Yeah. I don't know if it held up completely for me but it wasn't terrible it was it it held up a little bit i guess more than i would have thought i guess going in since i hadn't seen in 25 years right so it was i guess pleasantly surprised but i wasn't blown away it's like a solid movie with a couple of uh, adult jokes kind of sprinkled in or adult humor Mm -hmm. it's like the (laughs) the kids aren't gonna get that christmas at the pound joke (laughs) <laughs> the kids are going to know he's calling his family dogs 
<laughs> but um, yeah, there's a couple of things like that. And also similar to home improvement that, you know, every episode of home improvement, you know, he had to learn a lesson about. Right. Yeah. I, I did like too how he kept ragging on uh, Neil for being a psychiatrist. <laughs> yeah. Like he's not a doctor. He's a psychiatrist. <laughs> <laughs> You know, today, you know, that wouldn't fly. No, no, we can't have to be like a chiropractor because it seems like chiropractors are still looked down upon from other doctors. Right. Well, it doesn't work if he's a chiropractor because like a lot of the basis of the, the movie is that Neil is trying to like use his psychobabble on Charlie to get him to stop believing in Santa Claus. Yeah. And uh, and then Charlie regurgitates it back to Scott. Uh-huh. I, like, I see yeah. you've been spending a lot of time with Neil. <laughs> <laughs> Neil listens. Yeah, and that he charges you for it after. <laughs> <laughs> so many good just little cracks like that. Just yeah, like, little things. Good quality Tim Allen, and then he had that show Last Man Standing, which was pretty similar to Home Improvement. I mean, he ran a, a sporting goods store. I never really watched that, so I don't I don't know much about it. Kind of like, I guess, more of an outdoorsy, out, an outdoorsman. It might have been even been called the, called the outdoorsman. Some kind of a, a store like that with outdoor sporting goods. And he lived with his wife and I think three daughters, hence last man standing. Oh, I see. And then it was, yeah, he has to learn a lesson every episode because he's a man. <laughs> well, that's why they kicked him off of ABC because he was like, we need some Christian values in here. <laughs> and they're like, not on our network. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares if your ratings are decent? Actually, they kicked him off because he voted for Trump and he wouldn't, uh, he wouldn't deny it. Weren't they canceled before the election? No, I would say they got canceled after. Okay. Not long after. And then Fox picked them up for a few years. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he he kept going on the talk show circuits and he's like, yeah, Trump's great. I love him. He's awesome. And ABC's like, we can't have that on our network. I don't know if I remember that so much. I do remember the one interview he did. And I forget what, which late night talk show it was, but he talked about how you know, being conservative in Hollywood was, you know, you're seen as an outcast and I can't remember if he compared it to being Jewish or something like that, but he talked about being ostracized for conservative beliefs. Yeah. I think he, I think he compared it to being a a gay person in the fifties. Okay. Which I don't know, like there's, there's very few conservatives in Hollywood who are outspoken. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, at least working ones. <laughs> <laughs> Take that the way you will. <laughs> but yeah, that show was, I mean, I've seen a, an episode once in a while. It just seemed like a rehash, but there was always, you know, a couple chuckles in there. You get a, in a, a good one-liner. He's always good at those, but. Yeah, I think it just started in syndication on USA. Okay. I've seen it syndicated, I think on. 45 or i don't know i don't know if it's i mean it's not old enough to be on like me tv or anything yeah i don't know i don't really watch those channels so well, i cut the cords so if i'm watching tv 
<laughs> no, you gotta Scroll watch past all the, those those channels, local channels, all the channels with a dot in the number. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, the mom drops the son off, Charlie, at Scott's house, and he's not too happy to be there. Scott's a very bad cook. Burns the turkey, and the turkeys are just funny that way. He lights it on fire. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't just burn it. Yeah, he burns this everything. Is why, this is why you have to. Well, he had all the side dishes out on the table. It looked it looked pretty good. Otherwise, well, the they were burned as well. Were they? You, yeah, I guess I didn't look close enough. They were charred in areas. But uh, yeah, he's like, this is why you need a good quality fire extinguisher in the kitchen. As he shoots the turkey with it, and then he's yep. like, "It's done. Let's eat." Joking. It seemed like it I was did like. Done. A bit straight out of tool time on home improvement. <laughs> I did like that they, uh, the Denny's was the only place open. Yeah. Which it's is, just, it's just filled with a bunch of other single dads. There's one section of Japanese people and then one section of single dads. <laughs> yeah. Did you uh, catch what the deal was with the, with the Japanese? No, she said, are you here with uh, so-and-so group? He's like, no. Dad burned the turkey. So, oh, follow me. Oh, yeah. But I can't remember what she said with like that Japanese group. I like, can't remember the, the name. The name she said was Japanese. I don't know if it was like a family or a company or what, but I think the joke is like the Japanese don't celebrate Christmas or something or like, well, they're a Shintoist. Like they, uh, you know, it's kind of like in a Christmas story when they go to the Chinese restaurant to eat duck. Yeah. I think it's, the, it's something like that. I like that. Uh, I think it was a TV funhouse on SNL. It was a claymation Christmas song sung by, uh, who was it? It was like a classic Motown singer, I think. At least it sounded like it. And it was uh, about December 25th and how it's uh, it's when the Jews run the, run the town because <laughs> everyone's inside, you know, hanging out with the family. And um, that's right. God, what's yeah, the name was- of it? That was a good song. It was a funny little bit. That was great. Speaking of Motown, it's not a 90s Christmas movie without the Motown version of White Christmas. It's like Home Alone. What else is that in? Home Alone has it. I'm sure Jingle All the Way has it. I don't know. I would guess Christmas Vacation probably has it. I mean, like pretty much every Christmas movie that came out in that like late 80s into the 90s has to have that at least once or twice in the in the movie yeah and they play it in during the denny scene and then uh, they do it once or twice later i was gonna say though like denny's they're they're open all the time he says but uh once the pandemic hit like they cut their hours to like you know when we feel like it <laughs> Like we're not open for breakfast or dinner and uh, lunch. We don't start till one. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they get home and you know, Charlie's not having such a great time. He can't wait for his mom to come pick him up in the morning. And this leads us to our first clip where Scott is reading the bedtime story. Uh, I believe it's the night before Christmas, right? Yep. Uh, to his son. And uh, here we go. Son's got questions. Mm-hmm. And Mama on her kerchief, and I in my cap. 
had just settled down for a long winter's nap. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, but miniature sleigh and St. Nick and the heaven transferred dancer enough to say, to all. Such a ladder? It's not a ladder. I said arose such a clatter. It means uh, came a big noise. What? Charlie, arose is a word that means it came, and clatter is a big noise. Now please go to sleep. Shut your eyes. How do reindeer fly? They don't have any wings. Fairy dust? That's from Peter Pan, Dad. Horns. Antlers. Whatever. Their uh, antlers give them, you know, the, the, there's a slipstream. The air go, if, they're, if they move fat, they're weightless. But if Santa's so fat, how does he get down the chimneys? He sucks it in like Grandpa. But what about people who don't have fireplaces? How does he get into their house? Charlie, sometimes believing in something means you... means you just believe in it. Santa uses reindeer to fly because that's how he has to get around. But you do believe in Santa, right, Dad? Of course I believe in Santa. Please go to sleep. Dad? What is it, Charlie? Maybe you better leave some cookies and milk out. Just in case, okay? Great. I'll just go preheat the oven. And don't forget the fire extinguisher. Good night, Charlie. Kid with the one-liners. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> don't forget the fire extinguisher. <laughs> like, he sounds so sincere with it, too. Yeah. Like, he doesn't even sound like he's joking. Oh, the writers really punched up this kid's dialogue for the film. I mean, I know a lot of it's supposed to be the vocabulary and the vernacular that uh, neil's been teaching them (laughs) (laughs) highly sophisticated uh how old is he forget kind of like they say six maybe i mean he's in school like the year after no he's he's in school now yeah because it's the same school year when he brings his dad in for career day so maybe six or seven, I would guess. He looks young. I don't know how we forgot this, but I have it in my notes here that Denny's is an American institution. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I forgot. I was going to mention that too. It is though. I like how everything they want to order isn't available. <laughs> <laughs> At least we know they have some hot apple pie. We did. <laughs> yeah. Just like walking away. We did. <laughs> it's like Denny's Denny's gave them permission to put their name on this. <laughs> like they don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> like like we're the, the place for sad single dads on Christmas Eve who burn turkey. <laughs> and we don't have any food left. Do you have turkey on Christmas? Do you have a traditional christmas meal that your mother makes we usually do something else because it's so close to thanksgiving 
you know, Thanksgiving is turkey, so we don't generally double up turkey yeah. back-to-back holidays. Because it seems like the joke in here is that, you know, every single father burned the turkey. So everyone's making turkey. And I'm like, ah, I don't know if we really ever have turkey for Christmas. Maybe at my yeah. grandmother's on my mom's side. She might have made turkey. But like my mom would always make and a lasagna or something else that we picked like to have like a big yeah. family meal. But I mean, I, I think we would do turkey once in a while on Christmas, but like growing up, it would be like ham or. Yeah. No, that's the, like that. We don't do like a big Christmas. I don't have to eat ham because I don't like it. So <laughs> <laughs> we usually do like roast beef or, uh, or chicken or something something like that um but usually usually we don't do turkey back to back all right um so yeah puts charlie to bed and scott goes to sleep and charlie's woken up in the night by strange noises on the roof a rose such a clatter (laughs) indeed (laughs) that's what he says dad dad a rose such a clatter (laughs) (laughs) what (laughs) he wakes him up and scott can hear the that someone's on the roof. So he runs outside in his boxers. And uh, yeah, it's Santa's on the roof. And Scott startles him and he falls off. Yeah. He kills Santa Claus. Yeah. So that's that's what I wanted to ask. Like, it's good to be towards the end of the movie. And I'm thinking, you know, we never got a resolution about the guy that fell off the roof. So he's just <laughs> dead. Like, I don't it wasn't know like he... he's in the hospital and you have to take over. I mean, I know the clause means that you have to, it says you have to take over until you are no longer able or. Yeah. until you're incapacitated by accident or by design. Yeah. By design. So I'm like, okay. So since he put on the suit, like he's Santa now, but the dude just, just disappears yeah, like, through he, the clothes. He did like a Jedi disappear trick or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like obi-wan kenobi getting decapitated uh-huh <laughs> so i don't know does that guy just get to go be you know go back to his old life or, or like i guess he's he, just dead did he also leave behind a family <laughs> to go be santa claus <laughs> in a real job and all that there's another single dad <laughs> uh yeah so that was funny yeah, so he finds the card, uh, you know, it says, put my suit on if anything happens to me. But, uh, you know, you can't even see the fine print on there. Like, no. It's such bullshit. Like, that would never hold up in a court of law. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, like that's that's not reasonable. See, so where, where do we get to next? How do they get on the roof? But that ladder appears, right? The ladder, and Charlie yeah. just climbs up it right away. And, and he's like, I told you that it was the the rose such a cl- rose such a ladder company because <laughs> apparently that makes sense because he thought it was a ladder right mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? and uh so they climb up and then they see the reindeer and comet farts yeah and i wrote that down because i think i'll have to watch king richard again but i think that was the same fart <laughs> as in king richard <laughs> Is it the same fart they use in uh, Norbit where Aspusha had her kids? <laughs> you would know better than me. 
I think the first one is uh actually I just posted that clip on a on a tweet about Lizzo. <laughs> <laughs> is she wearing bottoms or what? No, like she I guess she's got some like fantasy romance with these different actors and she's Chris she, Evans. Like, Lizzo says she's having another baby with Chris Evans or something. So I'm like, did she post another thirst trap? I don't know. If if it wasn't, uh, you know, when Norma came out, people were like, there, there's nobody in the world like Rasputia. It's so offensive. And then like Lizzo is like the same thing, and everybody's like, oh, what a queen. We love her. <laughs> yes, queen. <laughs> Just like the exact same thing. Like, like overweight, loud, boisterous, very overconfident for you know what she uh, looks like. <laughs> Just very, very obnoxious, and uh, <laughs> people are like, "Oh, she's the best." You better be careful. You're, you're going to get canceled, probably. Pairing if any if anything's going to the elegant Lizzo to <laughs> anything's gonna cancel very crude respucia it's replying it's replying to a tweet about lizzo in a bikini with respucia pulling her belly up to show <laughs> she's wearing bottoms oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, that might get me canceled <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, yeah, next we get to uh, uh, he gets in the sleigh. His you know the reindeer just take off basically to the next house. Yep. And uh, yeah, that's our next clip. Tim Allen upside down in the back seat with his bare legs sticking up. <laughs> yep. I'm surprised that wasn't the poster. <laughs> probably, probably, probably one of the alternate posters. Mm-hmm. Well, we made good time. Now what do we do? Get the bag of toys. And do what? Go down the chimney. Down the chimney. You want me to take the toys down the chimney into a strange house in my underwear? No. Gotta put the suit on first. You know what we're gonna do is we're gonna get out of here because this whole thing is stupid. How come everything I wanna do is stupid? I didn't say that. Freezing my nubs off out here. You want me to get the Santa costume? Just great. Santa This thing, you never know where it's been. Thousand malls. Well, I hope you're happy, Comet. Hope you're happy. But most of all, I hope the guy that lives here is a tailor. Nice coat. Well, how do I look? Nice? You've got the sash. You're right. This completes the ensemble. All right. Got my boots. Now I've got the suit on. How am I supposed to know what to leave? Maybe there's a list. A list? How silly of me. Of course there's a list. Oh, 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 o
It's okay, I'm used to it. I lived through the 60s. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I can't help but laugh at the... It's okay, I'm used to it. I lived through the 60s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a clear a little, drug little adult humor there. Clear drug reference from noted cocaine user and potential dealer tim allen <laughs> potential <laughs> with intent i think he got busted for intent. they call that shit intent <laughs> still seems kind of high well he ran his name he had a few priors <laughs> <laughs> so yeah he just goes in and uh yeah he's making a mess of everything just fucking throwing presents down none of the presents are wrapped like it was weird that they didn't wrap any of the presents yeah so you know he thinks he's done or whatever and then they just go to the house next door (laughs) and there's no chimney on that house did you want to get to our next clip with him yelling at the little girl yeah you want to talk about how he got in there there's like a, a spout that just opens up and then the radiator turns into like a fireplace yeah because they had asked that he had asked that question before in the car i think when charlie and scott were talking about santa and he's like well how do you how does he you know deliver presents if there's no chimney yeah so now we have our answer yes and that special effect is pretty good the special effects on the flying reindeer and the slayer are pretty shitty though yeah, that's why I like like watching. I'm like, okay, 94 makes a lot more sense with this shitty CGI. This is terrible. <laughs> like they don't do a lot of it, but when they do, it's super noticeable because like the reindeer are just stationary. <laughs> it's like they just took a, a stationary photograph and just like slid it across the screen. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not even animated. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so this... Uh, I think this is the first time he runs into a child uh, yeah. since becoming Santa Claus. Santa? Scott Calvin. How can your clothes are so baggy? Because Santa is watching his saturated fats. How come you don't have a beard? Because I shaved. Do you want this doll or not? Go back to sleep. supposed to drink the milk. Look, I am lactose intolerant, and I am just about this close to taking all those presents back to the chimney with me. Supposed to drink that milk. Shut your eyes. Yo! Yeah, so this is uh, laying the groundwork for later when he's Santa Claus and comes back to the same house. And talks to the same girl and she has soy milk for him. Because <laughs> she remembers. Kids remember that stuff. Save I do like how he just tolerant. I just I, I like how he just yells at this little girl. <laughs> like, she just wants, you know, to meet Santa Claus. And he's just a total asshole. <laughs> but uh yeah, so they they end up delivering all the presents, go to the North Pole, which uh the ranger just kind of leave them high and dry right in the middle of the snow. 
and then some elf shows up and uh lowers them down into the uh the uh factory i guess yeah and that's where we meet bernard yeah the foreman the project manager <laughs> he's a real slave driver as as we mentioned before <laughs> really cracks the whip <laughs> and uh you know i was thinking you know it's it is weird that he's jewish but it's also it also makes sense because like who else would work on christmas <laughs> <laughs> like like he's not celebrating anyways so like he's available <laughs> so jews run the town on christmas like this song <laughs> One of the first things he does is he gives Charlie a snow globe, which, uh, you know, you'll know how to use it when the time comes. You know, it's one of those things. Yeah. And uh, Charlie's just amazed. He's never seen a snow globe before. (laughs) Later, we find out that uh, Scott Calvin's company used to make them, but nobody bought them. So they stopped making them. Yeah. So, yeah, I think this leads into our next clip in which Bernard explains the Santa Claus. Yeah. And how about that magnifying glass? You had to put that card under just to read the (laughs) fucking thing. The fine print. Never hold up in a court of law. I am not Santa Claus. Ah. Did you or did you not read the card? Yeah, I read the card. Then you're the new Santa. In putting on the hat and jacket, you accepted the contract. What contract? The card in the Santa suit. You said you read it, right? So when you put on the suit, he fell subject to the Santa Claus. Here. The Santa Claus? Oh, you mean the guy that fell off my roof? No, no, no. Not Santa Claus the person. Santa Claus the clause. What? Look, you're a businessman, right? Yeah. Okay. A clause as in the last line of a contract. You got the card. Okay, look. The Santa Claus. And putting on the suit and entering the sleigh, the wearer waves any and all rights to any previous identity, real or implied, and fully accepts the duties and responsibilities of Santa Claus in perpetuity until such time that wearer becomes unable to do so by either accident or design. What does that mean? It means you put on the suit, you're the big guy. It's ridiculous. I don't put on a suit just a Try to understand this. Let me explain something to you, okay? Toys have to be delivered. I'm not gonna do it, it's not my job. I'm just an elf. It's Santa's job, but Santa fell off a roof. Your roof, you read the card, you put on the suit that clearly falls under the Santa Claus, and now you're Santa, okay? A question. What? When can I get out of here? Dad, you gotta see this place. You leave tomorrow morning. You have 11 months to get your affairs in order, and you're due back here Thanksgiving. I'm not coming back here on Thanksgiving. I'll ship the list to your house. What list? Come on, a list. He's making a list. Tracking it twice. Goodbye, You put a P next to the kids who are nice and a C next to the naughty ones. P and C. Yeah. He's our president C for pool, right, Bernard? Right. Wait a minute, how do I know who's good and bad? You'll know. What if I don't want to do this? Don't even kid about a thing like that. Why not? What if I don't buy into this Santa Claus thing? What if I choose not to believe it? Uh, 
millions of disappointed children around the world. You see, children hold the spirit of Christmas within their hearts. You wouldn't want to be responsible for killing the spirit of Christmas, now would you? Santa? Judy will take you to your room, get out of the suit. It needs to be cleaned. And taken in. Then get some sleep. We've got a lot of work to do and only a year in which to do it. Yeah, so then he gets to meet the elderly Judy, who's over 1,200 years old. <laughs> I like how he uh, like he says something about, like, you look pretty good for your age or something. And she's like, yeah, I'm seeing somebody over in the other side of the village. So, so she's like, thank really you, but I'm, but I'm seeing somebody in wrapping. Yeah. <laughs> Which is bullshit, because as we said, they don't even wrap the presents. Yeah. <laughs> Continuity errors are terrible uh, in here. Well, she's lying anyways, you know, like, like those, you know, like the automatic, I have a boyfriend, like dude says something to a girl, like first thing she says, I have a boyfriend. <laughs> like, like I wasn't trying to pick you up. They're just saying hi. <laughs> <laughs> she gives him some monogrammed pajamas, mm -hmm. some silk pajamas. And the and, uh, uh, Coco, Charlie points, right? Coco that she Coco. took her over twelve hundred years to get the recipe right. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of funny that the little play on words or abbreviations when they're in the sleigh later. It's like CD, compact disc, you know, cocoa dispenser, <laughs> and cookie dispenser. Yeah, cocoa and cookie dispenser. <laughs> Thanks, Jesus. Speaking of abbreviations. How about uh, one of my favorite things is like when Charlie sees the pajamas and is like, hey, dad, same initials as you, SC. Scott Calvin. <laughs> Santa Claus, Scott Calvin, same initials. Like, wow, what a coincidence. <laughs> they say Scott Calvin so many times in this movie. Like he's always says his first and last name. Yeah. Every time. Yeah, Tim Allen wakes up and kind of thinks it's basically just all a, a big crazy dream. He wakes up at home, but he's yeah. got the pajamas on. Mm -hmm. Charlie's still sure that everything happened verbatim. As Neil says to him, nice jammies. No, that was uh, the, the wife, the ex-wife. The wife said that? Yeah, that was she, Neil. She's like, where'd you, where'd you get them? Very festive. He's like, I don't know. And then <laughs> Charlie's like, Judy gave them to you. <laughs> He goes, oh, Judy. I suppose she's another one of Santa's little helpers. <laughs> no, Judy, the waitress from Denny's. <laughs> yeah. The waitress gave you pajamas? <laughs> oh, man. That think... was the name of the waitress at Denny's. Yeah. yeah. Judy. Is this all in the next clip? I can't remember. Because I think uh, the next clip is uh, Charlie telling them about the night before. Okay. Yeah get to it we got a lot of clips in, in succession here so only six total so one more after this
was really neat, Mom. Dad was Santa, and then I showed him the workshop. You know where they make all the toys? Gee, thanks for keeping his feet on the ground. You bet. Honey, you can wait in the car for a minute, okay? I'll be right there. Merry Christmas. So, uh, what have you been telling him? Nothing. It's just, I had this really strange dream, and I, I must have told him all about it. Wait. Charlie. Scott. Hi, Dad. Nice jammies. Thanks. About what you said in the house, who showed you the workshop? The elves. How'd I get the pajamas? I told you, Judy. Oh, wait, wait. Judy was the name of the waitress at the restaurant last night. Some waitress gave you pajamas. What's this all about? Dad took me to the North Pole, and Larry showed me the workshop. The North Pole? Yeah, Dad's the new Santa. The regular Santa fell off the roof, and Dad put on the suit. Charlie, we'll discuss this at home. <laughs> Santa Claus. It's just a dream. Stuff like that doesn't happen. It was a dream. Come on. Come on. I don't even wear pajamas. I usually sleep naked. Buck naked. <laughs> and then the neighbor walks by with her kid. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> or boxers. You know something? <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, it was funny with the whole, uh, oh, Judy, she must be one of Santa's little helpers because she knows, you know, Scott's getting some. It's almost like she's jealous. Yeah. Her and Neil are married. Are they married? I wasn't even. I think so. I think they established that later in the uh, okay. in the movie. They say that he's her husband, I think. Okay. Because um, I assume that they probably weren't, but later I, they do say that they are married. And then Charlie invites his dad to career day. Neil's there also. And, <laughs> and the mom is there for support, I guess. <laughs> like she's yeah. not there to. Well, she doesn't it. work. Come on. Yeah, probably. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> I'm just guessing, but uh, I don't remember them ever mentioning anything that she does for a job. No, she's just one of those naggy 90s housewives. <laughs> indeed <laughs> but uh yeah so neil gets called up but charlie's like no my dad's gonna come up because he's santa claus and scott's like no no you mean i'm like santa claus uh and then like charlie's like no you're actually santa and then like the kids start like asking questions as if he's actually santa <laughs> um yeah so after this there's that big meeting in the principal's office so i was like what what is the deal? Like they are really uh really stretching it to make a, a make a conflict in this film. Yeah. So it's like, oh, the, you can't have your son believing that you're Santa Claus. This has got to stop. This has got to end. He's like six or seven, you know? Yeah. It's time to set childish things aside. <laughs> he is pretty young to be like breaking it to him that, you know. You know, try to get him to stop believing in Santa Claus. Yeah. And like the school's going to get involved. Like this cannot yeah. go on. It will be anarchy in the classroom, you know? 
And Scott is just like, this is bullshit. I'm out of here. Uh, but they make him come back and like, oh, you need to make sure he doesn't believe in you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, Charlie continues to believe Scott. He tells Scott that he's in denial. Mm, about denial of his inner child. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Charlie's at home practicing on flying the sleigh and uh mom and neil are just so concerned they're so concerned neil especially like it's again well i suppose it's his stepson but and i don't know how long like he's been in the picture but but he's like really like involved with all of this but uh you find out he stopped believing at three because he didn't get a stupid whistle (laughs) fucking oscar meyer weenie whistle it's like he couldn't think of anything better to ask santa for i know right get an oscar meyer whistle the weenie whistle oh my god good uh, i don't know i don't know if it's good or bad that it was as small as it was (laughs) it actually reminded me of the uh the grapist sketch when at, at the end they're like it comes with a free grape whistle <laughs> yeah. a grape whistle no i think that's too much i'm gonna grape you in the mouth <laughs> he's gonna what he's gonna grape him in the mouth what i'm gonna tie you to the radiator and grape you <laughs> why is he gonna tie him to the radiator because that's how he grapes people <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe the finest thing that uh, the whitest kids you know ever contributed to society is the oh greatest sketch. It's so good. There's so many other good ones too. The the John Williams one is, is yeah. right up there. Sex oh robot <laughs> and uh, the slow jerk. Yeah, yeah. There's the. Uh, I like the genie one. Have you seen the genie one? I think so. I'm sure you've sent it to me in the past. <laughs> Where a kid has a uh, has one of them old Aladdin lamps, and he's just like like cleaning it off in his garage, and like all these genies pop up, and like he dismisses like three of them. Like one of them always rhymes, and then the other one is like Austin Powers, and he's like, "Wait, somebody made my movie? What? Austin <laughs> Powers? That was a." And then he gets, he finally settles on a, a genie, and uh, like his first wish is to uh, that his teacher would die. So the genie has like a sniper rifle, <laughs> <laughs> like he shoots her from across the playground. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, "I want to have sex with the hottest girl in my school." And like the genie goes to her house, and he's like, "I want to. Uh, have you noticed any sophomores in the in the class that you like?" And like she slams the door on his face, so like he kidnaps her. (laughs) (laughs) The kid just he's like, uh, and then the next wish is he wants to be president, and he's like, you know, I I don't know, we're gonna have to like uh, start grassroots and like change the laws and stuff. Uh, Plus, you raped that girl. (laughs) 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 Like he's a genie, but he doesn't have like magic. (laughs) He doesn't use magic to to make the the which has come true. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, R.I.P. What was his name again? 
Oh, Trevor Moore. Trevor yes. Moore, yes. I didn't see the official cause of death. They said it was an accident, but uh, I saw the other whitest kids you know made a video where they said he died choking on his own dick. Yeah, I saw that video. That's, that's pretty funny. <laughs> it was a it was a lifelong dream come true, and he. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was interesting that they they felt comfortable doing that, but I feel like that's that's the type of guy he was. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, let's try and wrap up this Santa Claus movie. So next, there's a real back and forth struggle going on between the parents custody and whatnot and him believing in santa and uh yeah the the last clip here is neil grilling charlie about santa claus and how he can't be real charlie it's just not logical how can one man in one night visit all the children of the world not everyone celebrates christmas and i think there's some sort of time continuum that breaks down what Santa's in the sleigh what about fireplaces? A lot of people don't have them. How does Santa visit those people? He turns into jello and the fireplace kind of appears and goes through it like this. What about the reindeer? Have you ever seen a reindeer fly? Yes. Well, I haven't. Have you ever seen a million dollars? No. Just because you haven't seen it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Hey, Neil. Howdy, sport. Hi, Dad. You want to take a walk? I want to talk to you. Sure. I've got my coat. Okay, hustle up. Scott, can I have a minute? Sure. I think Charlie is conflicted at the moment. Wow. Really? Boy. Mm. Appreciate your analysis. I really do. Boy, you got more important things to worry about, you know? Like, where are you going to get more sweaters after the circus pulls out of town? Scott, I mean, you're not listening. We are very concerned about this. Concerned about what? This, if Charlie's spending time with you is the best thing for him. right about the sweater okay (laughs) (laughs) then scott gives uh he offers five dollars to charlie to shut up about him being santa claus yeah keep it a secret it's our little secret which always ends well it's a Mm -hmm. good lesson for kids (laughs) yeah so basically now like they start going through like a montage of a year passing kind of because i think that point in time was getting pretty close to summer He's still burning the sweater, so not summer yet necessarily, but it's like yeah. the next scene is probably that uh, soccer game right after uh, Tim Allen starts gaining weight and like he wakes up one morning and gains a whole bunch of weight. And You know what's super depressing? Watching the Santa Claus when Tim Allen gets super fat and then he gets on the scale and it's a huge, whopping, disgusting 192 pounds. That's what I, I wrote that down too. I go, <laughs> I'm like, fucking asshole. I'm like 195. Like Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> I know. I know I'm six. I'm six, two. I know I'm not fat, but I was like, you couldn't come up with like some outrageous number. Like, 
you know, I mean, it doesn't have to be outrageous, but you could say, like, oh, he's 300 and some pounds. It's like, yeah, you right. know, that doesn't matter how tall you are. If you're over 300 pounds, you're overweight. I looked, me and Tim Allen are about the same height. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, you know, on the chubby side now. And uh, I, I weigh quite a bit more than 192 at the moment. And I'm like, this is really sad. I feel <laughs> yeah. really bad. Because like, oh, so I'm, like, I'm fatter than Santa Claus now. It's like Santa Claus gets super fat and he still weighs that much less than me. <laughs> like, what yeah. the fuck is this? Like, that's that's not cool. Although and to he be looks fair, fat. You know? Yeah. That was the first time he weighed. He wasn't, he does get fatter after the 192. Right. But and it was kind of going up when he got off the scale. Yeah. It like stops it at 192 and then. And then all of a sudden, when he gets off, it starts to go up again. Yeah. But but I thought that was uh, pretty hurtful. Yeah, it was know? depressing. <laughs> like, geez. I thought it was only like eh, maybe about five pounds off my ideal weight here. And then. <laughs> <laughs> nope. He's like, I gained 45 pounds. Like, Jesus, there's no way you weighed 140. <laughs> yeah. Or 150 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, are you kidding me? Maybe it's all the cocaine he was he was on kept him skinny. Yeah, he has that meeting at the at work. Yeah, he, he was there in sweatpants and he orders like a salad and then just a whole bunch of cookies and ice cream and shit. All all the desserts. <laughs> I did note that he was fat and farty when he when he first wakes up fat. Yeah, he was yeah. he was farty. More that was fart a different. Joke. That was a different fart noise, a stock fart noise, but it's different than when the. Uh, reindeer farted and will smith (laughs) spoilers (laughs) um i mean who else was it gonna be (laughs) (laughs) you're right oh man i liked how his boss uh is concerned about his weight gain Mm -hmm. like like he genuinely was concerned like you you couldn't do that you couldn't do that today (laughs) Sure couldn't, because you're not allowed to be concerned about people who gain weight. You're supposed to celebrate it. Today you yeah. would pull him aside just to to praise him and tell him how brave he is. Like you just want to say how ordering what he what he wanted in front of everyone else. Just want to congratulate you on how beautiful you look lately. <laughs> the courage just to come into the office wearing only sweatpants, and sweatshirt, <laughs> is truly inspiring. What did he say? Like the dry cleaners ruined all his other clothes. There was like a big fire. And everything's gone. <laughs> then he goes to the doctor. The he got stung like, by a bee. This is a big bee. <laughs> <laughs> well, the doctor puts him through a bunch of tests and he's like, everything's normal. What's your uh, diet like? like? <laughs> a lot of milk and cookies. You got to cut out the sweets. That's your problem. I eat all the cookies, but some of the uh, only some of the milk. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he keeps on getting bigger, and his beard keeps on growing at a miraculous rate, and his hair's turning gray. Yep, or and white, then, I guess. and then white. Yeah, eventually white. You know, he's like he's got a full beard. He's like, I shaved this morning, and now I look like this. Yeah, and towards the end of the film, his custody has been suspended. There's joint custody, so he can't doesn't have any visitation rights. Yeah. So he heads on over to the Miller household as he's on his way around the world 
delivering presents. He got all those packages in the mail from the like five FedEx fans. Yeah. And he got the that, list. Uh, the list as well. He didn't notice how much they were bringing in because he was too busy dyeing his hair and shaving. Yeah. I wrote that note down. Uh, he's looking through the list and he's like, Armand Asante. <laughs> <laughs> you know who Armand Asante is? No. I'm wondering if he was, I mean, he was in more things at the time, but like when this film came out, he was in striptease. Oh, yeah. He was the lawyer, I think. Well, striptease is 96. And yeah, he was, uh, well, I know he was a cop in there, I guess. Lieutenant Al Garcia. But um, he was in a movie I like called Fatal Instinct, which is a parody of all like the erotic thrillers of the 80s. That's one that I've, I've had on my list many times and just never got, never pulled the trigger on watching it. He was in Judge Dredd, 95. He was a mob guy in a couple of movies, a lesser known mob guy. He was an American gangster, it's, you know, more recent, of course, but he was in Hoffa with Nicholson and uh, is that uh, DeVito. Yeah. But yeah, he was just an actor from the, was popular for a little bit in the 80s and early 90s but still like he wasn't just a household name guarantee you no kids knew who the fuck marmon desante was no and even like looking at his imdb like before 94 like he didn't do a lot of stuff that you would like say is like big movies or tv shows really so like when he said that i'm trying to like I was trying to think in my head, like, okay, so he's making a joke. That's, you know, a celebrity, an actor. So he must've been in the news in 93, 94. Otherwise they wouldn't have fixed some, <laughs> some jobber, you know? Right. So I guess I'm not sure what he would have been famous for the Mambo Kings or maybe Hoffa. He's not like Fatal a Instinct. guy. Instinct was a Reiner film, but it wasn't a big one. Right. So I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't look like he was ever like a, a lead actor or any in anything. He's just kind of a supporting guy. Yeah. Played Gotti in the uh ninety-six TV movie, but he did several TV movies. But uh, yeah, such a random joke. <laughs> yeah, I didn't I didn't catch that at all. It's funny though when he uh drops that line about what was that blonde's name that he walks by? Oh, I forget what her name was, yeah. She's been nice. Veronica. Veronica. (laughs) And she's like, no, not a chance. She's seen someone in rapping. (laughs) I have a boyfriend. So, yeah, he is Santa Claus once again, Christmas Eve. He's traveling around to all the different houses and stops at the the Miller house, Dr. Miller's house, and uh, wants to say goodbye to Charlie properly. But then... (laughs) He just absconds with him, just takes off because <laughs> Bernard comes in and no, wait, does Bernard come in later? Yeah. Bernard shows yeah, up out later. of nowhere because he's eating their dry ass turkey. <laughs> yeah. haven't, haven't you guys ever heard of marinating or whatever? Basting. Yeah. Basting. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they get out of there, go to the North Pole and then they do the montage of all the, uh, the news things. Like they let Charlie work on the sleigh. <laughs> like he's a mechanic yeah. or some shit and then they get the the flame retardant suit yeah 
forgot that this was, I guess, uh, so because this is all supposed to take place on Christmas Eve, right? Because the time so. continuum, he can design all this, all this shit for the sleigh. And yeah, I, I don't know if like Charlie was just like sending updates up to the North Pole throughout the year or what, but uh, uh, the funniest thing about that montage was like every time they showed him something new, he'd be like, "Yeah, but what about if I fall off the roof?" yeah (laughs) (laughs) like that's all he cares about Mm -hmm. he just doesn't want to fall off the roof uh meanwhile they have an apb out on scott calvin and in the town and they round up all the santos and uh arrest them because they don't know what scott calvin looks like they just think he looks like santa claus Mm mm-hmm then they have a bunch of police officers. I mean, they're watching the neighborhood, but they also have several cops inside the house, just waiting outside the right. fireplace, <laughs> lying in wait. And they, uh, yeah, they catch him as he comes down to deliver presents and they haul him off to jail. Yeah. Meanwhile, Charlie is alone on the roof of his mom's house <laughs> <laughs> and nobody knows. And like the, the sleigh and the reindeer just disappear. Like, I don't know where they went. Uh, they show up later, I think. Just, But for some reason, like for a while, they're not there. So they can do this uh, ELFS, the Effective Liberating Flight Squad sequence, mm-hmm. where they have these. Uh, I'm sorry. I think the, you mean the EWA. This EWA. movie really, they really missed out on an opportunity to play like that Run DMC Christmas song or. You know, some some hip hop, something or other. Like we're you know, we're EWA, we're L's with attitude, you know? Oh, okay. I see. Yeah, they do say that later. Yeah. We're L's with attitude. And I was like, oh, they're they're doing an NWA joke in a children's movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like like by that point, everybody was with attitude. Like yeah. uh like, I don't know, like even in like the WWF, you had uh, Shawn Michaels and Diesel were the two dudes with the attitude. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that was the time in the 90s when everyone had attitude. And then later that was the attitude era. It's the NWA. Their first album was about 89, right? I think it was even earlier than that. It was like 80. I want to say like 86. Really? Yeah, because I think Ice Cube was out of the group by 90. And they had like three or four albums before he left. So that straight on Compton was like 89. Ooh, I don't know. I thought they had a handful of albums before Ice Cube got out of there. Well, anywho, I just figured like, well, it takes probably about five years for white America to, to catch up with the trends and claim it as their own. Right. And it's like, they were probably about five <laughs> years late on the bumps. So I was like <laughs> five years late on, you know, EWA, L's with Attitude. Right. Wiki says the NWA started in 87. Okay. When was Straight Outta Compton? Straight Outta Compton was uh, like their second album. 88. Straight yeah. Outta Compton was 88. So it took four or five years to co-opt Attitude, I guess. At least, yeah. <laughs> so anyways, the ELFS, they go get Charlie off the roof, take him to the police station, tie up a cop. Break out uh, Scott from his cell with tinsel. They leave the other guy in there. He's like, can I get some tinsel? And they just ignore him. It's probably just. Did you think drunk. it was just for decoration? It's probably just some drunk in there. Mm-hmm. 
and this is kind of the, the end of the movie here. Uh, Scott brings Charlie back to his house and he says, you got to go with your mom. And he gives this big speech about we can't be selfish. I can't spend all my time with you and you can't hog me from the rest of the world because I'm Santa Claus. And, and then uh, did you recognize that uh, the police lieutenant, the Larry uh, Brandenburg actor? Oh, no, I don't think so it's from fargo stan grossman from fargo <laughs> okay <laughs> wade's right hand man oh my god why are you coming to me with this jerry this is something you know send to stan grossman he usually takes a look at this well stan will say no that's why you pay him the money you see <laughs> i'm asking you here wade oh my god <laughs> we're not a bank jerry <laughs> Oh, uh, that's another one I need to watch again. It's been a long time. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, I've, I've only seen it two or three times, but it's probably been several years since I watched it. All right. Well, oh, wait a second. He was also born in Wabasha, Minnesota. Well, there you go. So he fit right in in Fargo. The radio station's just two blocks down on Wabasha. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so uh, Laura and Neil are convinced that Scott is Santa Claus now, now that they see all the elves and shit, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, Neil's still skeptical. She throws all the uh, the the papers in the fire that uh, we're going to deny his visitation, and then he flies, Scott flies away before the cops can get him, but not before dropping all the presents for uh Laura, Neil, and uh, and Charlie. Charlie gets a soccer ball because you know he's been talking about wanting a soccer ball all year, right? Mm-hmm. There's that one scene where he was in a soccer game, and Neil and Laura just walked through the game like twice. <laughs> just walk across the field <laughs> yeah. in the middle of the game. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Laura gets her mystery date game that she wanted when she was seven. And uh, Neil gets his fucking weenie whistle. Mm -hmm. So now they're convinced. Like, well, he's got to be Santa. And then later, Charlie's shaking the snow globe. So Scott has to come back and they fly off into the the horizon. Yeah. Anything else you want to bring up before we get into some fun facts? No, but this is going way longer than we expected it to. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So. Let's get into it. Fun facts. Hey, everybody. Here's some fun facts. Uh, For one week in November 1994, Tim Allen had the number one movie at the box office, the number one rated television show, which was Home Improvement, and the number one New York Times bestselling book, Don't Stand Too Close to a Naked Man. So he was was hot shit in 94. Top of the world. Sure was. Here's a fun fact. Tim Allen has a criminal record and Disney has a strict no hiring of ex-cons policy. An exception was made in this case. I wonder why. I wonder why they made an exception. Hmm. Here's a fun fact. When Scott Calvin steps on the scale to check his weight, it reads 192, as we uh, stated earlier. This is in reference to the Christmas song by Robert Wells and Mel Torme, which says to kids from 1 to 92. Never, I don't know if I've heard that that. song. 
I don't. Well, I don't know that. I don't know that song, but uh, I don't like that reference. <laughs> <laughs> they should have made a Shining reference, two thirty-seven or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on older releases of the film, Tim Allen made a sarcastic remark in the movie, which included the line "One eight hundred spank me." <laughs> During the film's release, a woman from near Cleveland, Ohio, called the supposedly fictional number for her curious grandchildren. It turned out to be a phone sex line. However, it wasn't until 1997 when Disney received complaints from parents whose children called the number and racked up huge phone bills that the studio take action and cut the line for future releases. Disney also said that they would purchase the phone number to disconnect the service this part of the film is also cut in the dvds release and on disney plus on television broadcast the number has changed to 1-800-POUND <laughs> which uh, it doesn't it's not much better although it's not enough numbers for a real phone number here's another fun fact apparently there are elves scattered throughout the movie in scott and charlie's world there's a long list of ones that are there. Uh, I won't read them, but there's just like hidden elves, like spying on everybody in every scene, apparently. Hmm. Tim Allen underwent four to five hours of makeup and prosthetic applications to transform into Santa, not including the two hours it took to take it all off and had to wear multiple fat suits during filming, which took place in the middle of summer because of the latex Alan experienced heat rashes, scars, scratches, and infections. There was a time limit on how long he could be in the suit while filming, maxing out at six hours because of the poor ventilation. Here's another fun fact. I guess I didn't catch this, but uh, at that work meeting, <laughs> you know, he orders a salad and all the desserts. Yeah. While he's finishing that fudge sundae, apparently the salad is seen on the table in front of him untouched. <laughs> 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 I, didn't, I didn't catch that <laughs> that's great <laughs> here's a fun fact it's on that list that he's looking at that had Armand Asante on it I guess Andre Agassi's name is on it as well he would have been pretty popular at the time yeah he probably still would have had that uh, mullet wig yeah <laughs> Here's a great bit of trivia. This was the only Santa Claus movie that didn't feature a villain. Uh, Neil was the villain. (laughs) (laughs) Just wait till you get to the bottom. There's one that says, this is the only Santa Claus film not to be filmed in the 2000s. (laughs) (laughs) Zero of seven found this uh, interesting. That's great. Great trivia. (laughs) And there is about a million uh, trivia bits about who was considered for what role. It's nauseating just reading all of it. So I'm not going to really get into any of that. I did see one at the top that they wrote the movie for Bill Murray, Mm -hmm. but he turned it down because he's like, this doesn't fit me at all. So he already did Scrooge. And he does Groundhog's Day. Could you imagine Bill Murray in this, in this role? Like he'd be so miserable. Well, he did. (laughs) He's done plenty of stuff that's made him miserable. But I don't know, just as a character too. Like I don't. I think Tim Allen is a is a better choice. 
for this role specifically. Yeah. I mean, Tim Allen worked out pretty well. When the cops are searching for Scott on the chalkboard, it shows the squad cars are parked at the donut shop around the corner from the Millers. There was a bunch of donut jokes in this movie. I don't know if you saw them all. Yeah, I noticed the donut shop on the chalkboard um, and then the, the cop eating the donut at the desk. Mm-hmm. And Charlie shoves it in his mouth to <laughs> keep him quiet. Shoved that whole thing in his mouth. He had taken like one bite out of it. He stuck the whole thing in there. Yeah, I didn't see anything else too interesting and I think uh, I just ran across that last one you read. So all right, yeah, I that's think, about it. I think that will do it. Uh, I'm not sure when this will be posted, but we'll have another recently seen episode next week, I'm sure. And then episode 250, our holiday spectacular with the Midnight Movie Cowboys. Uh, that's going to come out, I believe, the Wednesday before Christmas. That's when I'm planning to post it, at least. Cool. That'll be fun to edit. Yeah. That's why I took uh, a Monday off. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else you want to add? <laughs> no, that's it. The Santa Claus. It's still pretty good. This many years later, it's, uh, it's a classic. Yeah. Why don't you tell the folks at home how they can get some lovely merchandise? You can head on over to wtmwatchthismovie.creator-spring.com. Hit up that merch site, get something for yourself, and maybe something for somebody else too. It's the Christmas season, the time of giving. And I, I'm pretty sure that spring will actually fulfill and process your order and ship it to you. That would be nice. <laughs> so go ahead and do that. All right. Well, you can reach out to us. You can email us at watchthismovie at yahoo.com. Follow us on Twitter at watchthis underscore movie or Brett at positivelywolf1. Check out our website at wtmwatchthismovie.com and please rate and review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and many other podcast apps. We will check you later. Guess we'll see you around. All right. Check you later. Bye. Bye. And with that body, you should be thankful you have hair.